Hi, and welcome back to the Awake Podcast. Today, on this episode, we're going to be talking with our good friend, Sarah Marshall. Not from the movie, of course. Um, She's been a lifelong friend to Jen and I, and she's so full of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge around finances, which is precious to us because we trust her with our money. (laughs) Um, But I I know that you're going to really love this conversation. Thank you for joining us. Here we go. Hey, good day, and welcome to the Awake Podcast. This is a fun episode that we have for you. We have our great friend, Sarah Marshall, with us. I'm your host, Kat. And I'm your host, Jen. And we are really expecting a good conversation, so don't disappoint us, Sarah. Just kidding. No (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) You never could. You never could. We're glad you're here. Thanks for coming on the show with us. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to be here. So... I want you to introduce yourself, and then we're going to get into some things. But um, yeah, introduce yourself, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So I'm, my name is Sarah Marshall, which most people don't forget, which <laughs> helped me when I started my career as a financial advisor, uh, because when I was cold calling every single day for hours, they would uh, mention the movie mm-hmm. that was coming out. So. Anyway, funny story, I won't uh, share that right now, but I have three beautiful kids. My husband and I have been married for 17 years in March. That's crazy. Yes. I went to their to their wedding. You didn't live here at the time. We didn't live here at the time, actually. You were we visiting, were right? Yeah. I didn't know you guys, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so 17 years, and um, it's been a crazy, wild, wonderful, happy journey, and we have three beautiful children. Uh, crazy ages. We have 15 and then my daughter AJ will turn uh, nine in a week. She reminds me every day of her countdown. <laughs> and then we have a two-year-old um, that takes about two hours to go to sleep every night. So it's fun times. Fun stuff. <laughs> You're in every season of life. Yes. Of literally wearing life. Yeah. I thought about that the other day. I was like, why does this seem so challenging at points? Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, it's because I have a 15 year old and a two year old, both extremes. Yes. <laughs> but it's all good. So beyond, beyond your family though, you are an entrepreneur. Yes. And a minister and yes. a leader and an incredible friend. Thank you. And what else? Women's Alliance of McKinney. Are you like the CEO, president? What's happening there? So I just rolled mm-hmm. off um, a year ago. I just rolled off. I was on the Women's Alliance of McKinney. I was on that committee. And then after that, they asked me to join. Um, I did Leadership McKinney, which is an amazing program. If you're in business and whatever city you're in, the chamber usually mm-hmm. has a leadership program. It's a great opportunity to meet leaders, you want to get in and know circles of influence, you know, have a circle of influence that you're connected to. And then after I finished Leadership McKinney, I was asked to join the board of uh, the chamber of McKinney. And so I was on that board for three years and was about to roll off. And then they asked me to be the chairman of the board. So wow. I was the chairman of the board and on the executive financial committee for two years. It was a great long journey. Uh, I love meeting other business owners and, mm-hmm. and even just people in the business world and helping people connect and um, building relationships. So I just rolled off of that board a year ago. And then I um, help Hugs Cafe raise money for their gala in McKinney um, that they I had. I love that. I didn't know you did that. 
Yes. Uh, Talk about hugs for a second because that's a really cool uh, idea for for a restaurant. Yes. So yeah. so funny. The the lady that opened it, we actually met her probably five years before uh-huh. that because we did a cooking class for my uh, some of our clients. Mm-hmm. And so she was a cooking class instructor at Market Street, the sweetest lady. Mm-hmm. And then um, she opened Hugs Cafe. Her dream was, and she actually shared that with us um, whenever during the cooking class because she was at the end of her career there. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm opening this new restaurant. And she worked really hard. One of her mentors was Rick. Rick from Rick's Chop House mm-hmm. in McKinney. He's a very successful restaurant owner. And so um, she, her name is Ruth, and she worked really hard to open this restaurant. And, <coughs> excuse me, um, it helps Down syndrome mm-hmm. adults be employed. Yeah. And so you think about all these so cool. Down syndrome adults that are at home, and they don't have the capacity to do a regular job. Mm-hmm. And so she built her restaurant around employing them into where, I mean, you go in the restaurant and they greet mm-hmm. you, they're highly functioning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just takes more employees to yeah. do that type of restaurant. But she said, once they get in, they don't leave. They don't, and so they wanted to hire more people. Yeah. So then they started a, uh, a nursery like with flowers and plants. Oh, that's so cool. And so now they have Hugs Nursery in McKinney. And talk about how God works things out. Um, Mr. Crump himself, which used to, which yep. retired from owning A his nursery. own mm-hmm. huge nursery yeah, for years in McKinney, Texas, he said, hey, I'll help you guys do this. So you help put on the, uh, uh, a gala to raise help money. Help raise money. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I was that's just awesome. on the committee that's cool. that we put together to help mm-hmm. raise money for that. That's so cool. I didn't know you were associated with hugs in that way. I have that that whole project is so inspirational to me. What a what an opportunity to give a platform mm-hmm. and an op- and opportunities to those with Down syndrome. I think mm-hmm. it's amazing. Okay, so we already rabbit trailed, which we'll do on this show a lot. <laughs> you already what? Oh, rabbit trailed. Yeah. Was that my fault? Oops. No, no, no. <laughs> it no. was my fault. No, it's totally fine. That's the how we flow. <laughs> um. Okay, so so Sarah's um, the owner of Texan Wealth Management and Texas Wealth Insurance, or Texas Texan Wealth Insurance. Texan Wealth Insurance. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to know, like, how t- talk talk to us about you guys getting started. You've been married for seventeen years. At that time, you were not in school. So I knew I met you like shortly after that. So I, I was in, co- in college then. Um, I, so Brandon and I, my husband, started dating when I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back to Kentucky. So we split up. And then I moved back to McKinney. And um, then, well, and back before that, Brandon and I, we actually knew each other when we were little bitty. So he probably met me when I was two. Wow. Our parents uh, were friends. Our grandparents knew each other. We were both from McKinney. So whenever we saw each other, um, when I was a freshman, he was walking by. We hadn't seen each other in, I don't know, since I was in middle school probably. And we just did a second take and looked back at each other and was like, (laughs) is that Brandon? Is that Sarah? (laughs) And so we started dating. Um, And then fast forward later, uh, I moved back and we got more serious. And then, 
he, you know, we talked about marriage and I told him, okay, I've got this goal. I'm going to finish college. I always had this goal in school. I want to go to school. I want to have a career. (coughs) Excuse me. And, um, it was always like all my friends were all, you know, in the ministry and they weren't like college wasn't Mm-hmm. Their dream, mm-hmm. you know, so it was always kind of lame. They're like, you want to go to dinner? I have to study tonight. <laughs> and but I had a really great mentor, my grandfather. He lives in in Dallas, and um, I'm very grateful for him. And he taught me at the time that if you really want something and it's really worth it, you have to give up some mm-hmm. other other things. And so I realized, thankfully, at that age, I had him, and he had he had helped me to be okay with that, mm-hmm. you know. That if you have these dreams and goals, you have to really look at, there's opportunity cost, right? Right. So, um, but Brandon and I, we uh, ended up getting married when I was halfway through college, but we did, we we talked before that. And so I told him, I was like, okay, so we have to talk about house chores (laughs) because I'm not going to be the average, you know, I, I want a career and Mm -hmm. I, I would go to the mall and we would be shopping because he and I, we used to always go to the mall and I would be able to save a lot of money because he would buy everything for me (laughs) and he would buy all the food. So that's actually what paid for our wedding. I paid for half of it and my mom paid for the other half. Um, but I would go by Ann Taylor and Banana Republic and I would, we were actually at a women's Bible study, Jennifer, and I was at Charlotte Roos or something. Uh-huh. I, I would buy tops at one of the stores that were pretty cheap. And I remember when I started my career, I was getting close to it. Jennifer was like, well, you're, you're not going to, I don't remember how you said it, but oh, no. it's like, you don't have to buy clothes at Charlotte Roos anymore or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's so true because I had this dream and this vision and I would walk by those stores and I couldn't afford to buy, you know, the furniture in Z Gallery, or I couldn't afford to buy the clothes, those suits and nice things in Ann Taylor Loft at the time. But I, I said, you know, I'm going to have a career and this is how I want to dress. I just mm-hmm. saw myself in a suit. I didn't mm-hmm. know exactly what my career was um, going to be. But so Brandon and I got married and um, the values that we talked about, you know, I just said, hey, honey, I really value, you know, career and I really want to go to college. And I know with kids, I'm not going to be able to do everything around the house. So are you okay with us having a housekeeper when I finally start my job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, this is, I need mm-hmm. one. And so he said, yes, fine. So later, you know, when it was time, I was like, remember you said that we could do this. <laughs> so that was one of the things. And, and, and we talked early on, like I would do the dishes and, or I would do the laundry and he would do the dishes. So we, cause I was in school and I was working part time. So mm-hmm. we just, that built that started the foundation of us always having a great partnership and working mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, you know, always easy. And we have always kind of swam upstream. We had that talk mm-hmm. last night, you know, it, it that sometimes there's challenges and sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard, but you know, you don't want to be comfortable all the time because then mm-hmm. you're not moving forward, mm-hmm. you know, maybe to the place you want to be. But so that was our our values was stability. That's another thing we talked mm-hmm. about always being stable. His parents moved out around a lot. My, um, mom moved out around a lot. And so we wanted to make sure that we Put were down stable. Roots. Yeah. 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 And then consistency is the key to stability. So mm-hmm. we were just always, we tried to be faithful in everything that we did mm-hmm. and just to be consistent, mm-hmm. even if it felt like it was small or if it felt like we weren't maybe accomplishing much in that thing, just being faithful with what we had and what Mm -hmm. we could do. Mm -hmm. 
And then, you know, put God first. So God was a center and we decided that whenever there's church, we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. We're just, that's not an option for us. And then, uh, which has helped our marriage tremendously. I yeah. don't know. I mean, we wouldn't be where we were today if it weren't for the relationships that we met, you know, in church and our <laughs> friends, you guys. <laughs> um, and we're very grateful for that. You know, mm-hmm. very grateful for your friendship. And um, I did want to say that. So, and then our other value, there's two more, was uh, that we're givers and mm-hmm. we always tithe. Mm-hmm. So the tithing came off the top and I... I know for sure that that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. that God has blessed us, you know, to where we are today. Yeah. And then the last one is, um, you know, our marriage. We did not say the word divorce. Yeah. So that was a big one for us. We just, I don't, it didn't really come up because we knew that we weren't going to say it and mm-hmm. that we were going to be together forever. And I don't know if he'll want me telling you this, but he was like, well, you know what? I w- you you would just maybe, uh, I think before he would divorce me, I would, it's terrible to say, we joke. He's like, you'd be in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> or the other, I mean, it's a joke. But yeah, yeah. we, because we just, it mm-hmm. wasn't an option. Yeah. And so I really think perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it from the perspective of, and you have this vision of how you're going to end, or we're always going to be together, mm-hmm. and you work things out that way, mm-hmm. It just makes things easier. We were the same way. I mean, uh, my parents told us that early on, like, don't let, if the word divorce is not allowed in your home, then it's never an option. Right. And coming at marriage from that perspective with that wisdom, um, it it makes you careful with your words, Mm -hmm. but it also makes you just what you said, like, um, we're going to work this out one way or the other, because right. that's, th- that's the only option is working it out and right. working through it. So, you know, that's, that's so good. I, I think there's a lot of people that just that little piece of wisdom is huge to, to say, if you don't, if you don't say these words, then it's, it, you don't give that life. It's not an option for your marriage. Right. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that. And, and, um, I won't talk on this too much, but I will say a really big life changing event for Brandon and I was whenever um, Pastor John started preaching or started being the pastor of our church. Mm-hmm. I could get emotional talking about that, talking about that, but we were really grateful for everything that we learned before that and the relationships mm-hmm. that we had. But one I I remember this so well was that he the first major thing I remember him preaching was faith. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's yeah, that's him. Wow, his name is John Faith Holler. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And I think just the combination of me growing up in church, my mom always, you know, she would read scriptures to us before bed. She would read Psalm 71, Psalms 23, mm-hmm. and all of that. And and her always telling me, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can be whatever you want to be when yeah. you grow up. And just having that, even though she was a single mom, and mm-hmm. no, it's not like we had, we had everything we needed, but, mm-hmm. you know, we... We didn't have a lot, mm-hmm. and um, but that coupled with in such an important fork moment in your life, right mm-hmm. when you're going to college, when you're graduating high school, and we had Pastor John Holler that preached faith. I mean, he pounded it mm-hmm. into us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, message after message about faith, and I had the revelation that that was, wow, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't right. matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if you're scared. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if 
what things look like because faith is, you know, it, it's, it's not any of that. It's mm-hmm. what the Bible says and you have to stand on that and it's mm-hmm. not about feelings. So mm-hmm. I think that hearing you talk about, you know, your grandfather who, who inspired you to do what you had to do to make your career and, and your mom who had give you the foundation of the word. And then, and then my dad to come in with faith is, is really cool when you think about like this goal setting life that you've created, but you're coupling it with this power of faith behind all of that. Yeah. What a great recipe, honestly. Like if you had to write a how to book, it's like, get a good grandfather, (laughs) get a good mom that can instill you with scripture and find a good pastor that can pour into you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that on the way over here, or not that, but I was going to say to pray and just inspire people mm-hmm. to pray for the right connections. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I, all joking aside, those three things can come from anybody. So you had it in a grandfather and in a yes. pastor and in a mom, but those three, those three elements, those three. Well, you can essentially have you that. You can have that. Yeah. yeah. With, which is why we even created this podcast was to offer wisdom, revelation, and knowledge through different mediums and different people that we know and have inspired us. So you, it's really cool that that's been essentially a recipe for you to right. build what you've built. Mm-hmm. And not to forget the Holy Spirit. Yes. Right. Um, I was thinking about that in our in my personal values. Um, I, I don't know if you want me to get into that, but faith is one of them, of course, and Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. just being led by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. every day, and then also just renewing your mind mm-hmm. is so important. And whether it's, you know, it's for me, it's been a journey. When you're younger and you're growing up, no, you're not going to probably wake up every morning and read your Bible or right. listen to a preaching podcast. <laughs> you know, let's be realistic. Right. But at some point, you realize that church isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And God's trying to bring, you know, he was trying to bring me to another level and trying to, it's all about him having this will for us in our life, right? Mm-hmm. And do you really, I want to live out God's will for my life. I right. don't want to be comfortable. I don't want to be, um, which is why a lot of people, I, I think maybe don't move forward sometimes mm-hmm. is you get comfortable and complacent. Mm-hmm. And so one of my values has always been growth and just to continue to move forward because I have this this feeling inside me that's just like I have to be better next year than I was last year. I mm-hmm. have to be further along next year than I was last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to do that, but the Holy Spirit knows how to help me mm-hmm. do that. So re- renewing your mind every day, you know, however that is mm-hmm. that you do, to make those habits, to build those into your daily mm-hmm. life. Yeah. To be, to pause and listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And to for make sure. time for Him. Mm-hmm. So good. I mean, we talk about that all the time. I feel like my my default is always, well, the Holy Spirit's the answer to everything. Yes. But it's true. Just ask mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's so true. Um, so uh, I guess I'll, I'll, tell a little bit more about this story and just wrap that story up of how Brandon and I, um, whenever we first got married, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And so our, one of our values was that we were going to pay tithes regardless. Right. Mm -hmm. So we paid tithes. And then Brandon, um, speaking of pastor John Holler, (laughs) um, Brandon, uh, he had a friend that told him, you're a really great storyteller, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you should be up there and you should be talking to these people, you can be on stage and preach. And so he was like, huh, you know, my dad was a preacher and 
I didn't really like what I saw behind the scenes. I don't think mm-hmm. I'll ever do that. <laughs> but um, he ended up preaching to the youth back then, and it went really well. And then Pastor John, I guess, you know, he wanted him up on the stage mm-hmm. at the main service, and he was like, well, son, I guess you need to get you a suit <laughs> or get you some slacks. Yeah. Because, you you know, pretty much you can't wear that. Pastor John, you know, he always looked nice. Always has a suit. Yeah. Always, right? <laughs> so then we're saving money. This is we first got married. We're in our apartment, and he saved money for a suit, and he had $250. And then we had a special guest speaker, and God said, you need to tell Brandon, you need to give him your $250. I mean, we had money in the savings because, like I said, I saved because he bought everything. And so, but we just <laughs> paid for a wedding and uh, we just, we didn't have any money. You mm-hmm. know, we went on the honeymoon. We had $250 in the savings account. And so, this, uh, God told him, I need, you know, you need to give this guy this money for to buy him a new suit. Oh, wow. So, $250 was a lot of money for us when mm-hmm. we were 20 and 23. Mm-hmm. So now I'm 37 and he's 40. Oh, he turned 41. Today. Shout out to my Today. hubby. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. So um, he gave this, this preacher money for a suit. And shortly after, he was going out of town and his truck broke down. And... I like this story because it's just in the beginning of our marriage shows how mm-hmm. these were our values. These are what we stood on and God always took care of us. And mm-hmm. it's always been that way. So his truck broke down. We didn't have money. I mean, he was like an hour and a half away from the house. So my really, our really good friend, um, Ray Salinas, we called her dad, John. <laughs> and I'm sure y'all remember John. Oh, yeah. and, and he said, we'll call John and ask him, can we borrow his trailer? And so I was somehow going to, I guess, get the trailer up to him. And so John said, you know what, let me, let me give you guys a blank check and you guys just fix the car, get it back home. I don't care how much it cost. It was 500 and something dollars. Wow. When you first get married and your car costs 500 and something (laughs) dollars, I don't know many people that have that. And we didn't have credit cards. Mm -hmm. It were, it was years before we got credit cards. Mm -hmm. Don't get credit cards. Yes. (laughs) So it was years. So... That's just a story of how God has worked in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just always, always really, um, we tried to be, do the best with the money that we had in our hands. And yeah. so I was in college when we first got married and then we had Silas. So we had a little one. I took off time and I was like, okay, I've got to go back to school. And I talked to Brandon and I said, can I, you know, I, I don't know if I can finish unless I quit my job. Mm-hmm. And after a year that we got married, uh, a year later, we uh, we bought our own home. Oh, wow. So, Sarah, um, when you when, talk to us about when you found out about Silas and you were pregnant with him and how that kind of threw you for a second. Because you were so goal-oriented. Yes. But I didn't meet you that way because you were in baby mode. So I, by the time I met you, you were like, that's right. You were about to have a baby and you were just this cute little family. And I didn't Thank know, you. and I was pregnant and we were all going to have babies together. And so I didn't really know, like, I didn't know that's you, sweet. how I know you. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that you today, you were like this before. I just, cause I met you in this unique window. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I feel like when you get married and then when you buy your first house, it's an automatic you're probably going to get pregnant pretty soon. <laughs> Anybody else feel that way? Yeah. 
<laughs> and so we bought our house in March, a year after we were married, which is a great story that I'll share for another time. But we bought our house a year after we got married, and which we never thought was... I mean, we just hadn't really thought about it because mm-hmm. neither of our parents had owned, home, owned homes before. And so we moved at the end of March, and then we found out, I think, in May. Wow, I found out I was also pregnant with our last one in May. But anyway. Um, on fa- Mother's Day. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I I Lincoln on Mother's me. Day. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so found out. Silas was a surprise. Okay, I was in college. I had goals. I was on a mission, mm-hmm. right? It was not time for kids yet. And so I find out that we're pregnant with Silas and it took me a little bit mm-hmm. to be okay with it. I went in the living room and I told Brandon and he, because my friend told me, she said, you really should, cause I thought this is weird, you know? And my friend told me you should really take a pregnancy test. So I did, I went and told Brandon, it was Sunday after church and he, same as Lincoln, Sunday after church. <laughs> and he literally laid down and took a nap. He was like, okay. And he laid down and took a nap. And here I am just freaking <laughs> out, staying awake. That's pretty much, you know, our relationship. He's just chill and laid mm-hmm. back. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you take a nap and I'm going to go for a run. You right. Know? But anyway, so had Silas and I, I quit school because I realized that family is more important to me than going to college at this moment in life mm-hmm. and I have to work and um, I wanted to be home with Silas some and mm-hmm. I wanted to nurse and all three of my kids I nursed for a year so I was continued to work part-time and I just um, you know stayed home with Silas four out of seven days a week mm-hmm. until he was two I think is when I went back or maybe he was one and a half um, but then I decided when it was time to go back, and I didn't know what the future looked like at that point, right? Because mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, I don't know, this is getting me off track, but I will finish college. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it will happen. So um, I talked to Brandon and I said, okay, babe, I really feel like it's time for me to go back to school. And he was always so supportive. I'm so grateful. You yeah, know, that's good. And um, he, he said, okay. And I said, well, I would really like to speed it up and just take 18 hour semesters. I don't know. I always tend to do things like that. Wow. It's like of junior, senior level courses, economics and finance. And so, so I So you're did working part time. You have a new baby or two year old and full time school. Well, no, no, no. I had to quit my job oh, okay. to do. Yes. Okay. So I told him, I said, I I really, to do this, I would need to quit my job. We owned a house. We never had more than one car payment. That was our thing also. Only have one car payment at a time and always had a cash car if we need another car. And um, so he said, okay. And I said, we talked about it. And we said, we're going to have to stand on faith Mm -hmm. to do this. And it looks like we're going to be really, really strapped. But God can do but this. But we have goals, yeah. 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 And we stood on faith. I'm like, hey, Pastor John Holler is our preacher and we know all about faith. This is the time <laughs> to put it into action, right? You sometimes just have to jump and leap and go for it, even though it's really scary. And I've heard so many people say that fear is going to be there on some level. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to suppress it or you... Mm-hmm. That's I, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is helping me right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. <laughs> and I, it's a I good even, reminder. I well, even, because I think people think you can't have fear if you're in faith. And I just have struggled with that because I, 
I, I don't know. That it's hard that, to say, but I, I feel like it's true. Yeah, I do think that there, you, it's about, it's about trumping that. Yeah. Really. Which angel on your shoulder are you going to listen to, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or angel and the devil, I guess the other one's the devil. <laughs> he used to be an angel. He did. <laughs> um, so I, we just said, you know what, we can do this. And of course, even then I was a big budgeter. Mm-hmm. And before I was even a financial advisor, a, a saver and a budgeter. And, um, so we did, we sure did. We had a, a cash budget. And so Brandon had a weekly allowance. I had a weekly allowance. We paid our bills every month and we had a, an eating out budget. And I can't tell you how many times on Sunday, um, either one, God bless Brandon. I, I don't, it's not like you looked at us and we looked like we mm-hmm. needed money, but people would just put money in his hands and we we're like, Ooh, we can go to lunch today after church. <laughs> And so um, sometimes we had to tell our friends, no, we can't go to lunch. And then sometimes we could go. Mm-hmm. But it's just, but we didn't feel like we were missing out on anything. And we felt, we felt in that time we were never late on a bill. God stretched our money. Mm-hmm. And I know, I'm sure both of you have had that. I mean, knowing you as friends, you've both had those experiences in life, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we did, we both did the financial peace. And one of the things that Dave Ramsey says is live like no one else. So someday you can live like no one else, which was really helpful for me to, Mm. to in those moments where, yeah, we can't go to lunch this Sunday, but you're seeing the bigger picture. And that's what you were doing. Yes. You have to have the vision of what you want for your life and know the why behind it. Mm -hmm. And you hear people say, know the why, but it's so true because Mm -hmm. I don't care if I have to eat, which we didn't have to eat pinto beans and cornbread, but it's the bigger picture of why you're doing mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't matter, right. you know? Right, And so we did that, and God, God bless this. It was a really stressful time for me because I was taking 18 hours junior, senior level classes, and I had, um, I had Silas. You know, he was little. He was two, and or I think one and a half, like I said. Thankfully, my grandmother watched him. She, oh, she was awesome. I Speaking miss her. of putting people in your life, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I gave her uh, $50 a week. I don't know. She didn't want any money and she spent it all on Silas. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, my grandma, you probably didn't have to buy Sophie all her pajamas and oh, stuff. Yeah. She was always, always doing stuff for her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So God really just made it work for us. And that's the, that's the, theme I've seen all along is you don't know Pastor Charles Neiman preaches this amazing message about how God's the Alpha and the Omega. Mm-hmm. And it's just really mind-boggling to see you don't know how it's going to work out, but God's the beginning and God's the end and mm-hmm. he has the answer and you don't have to have the answer. Mm-hmm. You just have to put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. He's the beginning and the end at the same time. That's what's yeah. also just like yeah. mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Um, I, on your core values, the values that you set up as a family, as a couple about being generous givers, I, I just, I want to just highlight that for a second because that to me, when I think of the spirit of generosity, I think of you guys, mm-hmm. um, there's a few people in, in my life and, and wow. you, you guys, I, I've seen you just be, uh, generous givers um, hosting the best events and, you know, just <laughs> mm-hmm. being, being, um, a, a, a giving couple. And I, and I know that that is, um, one of the gifts that God has put on your life, which Thank is you. part of, part of your success story, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. We have, um, and God's blessed us for that. 
I mean, I don't want to rabbit trail, but I will give a testimony really briefly that, you know, we have given away things and we have um, blessed people with things. Uh, and that's all part of this life cycle of helping others. And there's other people that help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so T.D. Jake said this one one time that I heard, you should always be reaching up, grabbing a hold of someone, and reaching down and mm-hmm. pulling someone up. Mm-hmm. So giving someone, giving someone something, um, blessing someone, you know, um, there's no better feeling than that. And and what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. And what better way of getting the goal, getting the dreams and achieving the goals in your life by helping others? Mm-hmm. You know, you help mm-hmm. others, and that's a main way of how you get there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some story about how Brandon ended up with like this incredible suit at some point. Yes. And he also has a story of watches. He's given away so many watches. So I have to say, I don't spend as he really likes them. So I don't, Matt, sp- Matt has a story on giving away watches. That's oh, does he, mm-hmm. did he get a nice watch? He got a word one time Yet? about you're going to give away six watches, which it was, there was a whole word on time, like this whole thing about, God's redeeming the time, and you're going to have the time, and the time that you need is coming, and blah, blah, blah. And then you're also going to give away six watches. And it was, you know how sometimes when you have a word that is in left field, kind of like that, you don't even know it's come to pass until it's already come to pass like a long time later. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. And and so it was funny because he the word about redeeming the time was about having the time off that he had wanted and he didn't have any more vacation time and they did a contest where if he opened up um, an account then you got a half a day of PTO so he called every friend he has (laughs) and every friend opened up a a bank account that day and so he got five days of PTO which let us go together to Thrive um, Was this after he gave somebody a watch? No, but then the the following, I don't know, a couple Christmases later um, we we were invited to the Fossil Friends family sale and we bought watches for everybody. And so all the men in our life got watches and there were six of them. Anyway, it was just crazy. Cool. It was crazy. Yeah. It's and crazy. I didn't, I didn't equate that to that word until way later. And I was like, it's just, it's funny when God gives, gives somebody a word like that, that's so detailed. And you're like, that doesn't, what does that have to do with anything? It has nothing to do with anything. It has to do with people knowing how to hear from the Lord and you receiving that for your life and recognizing that God has personal encounters and downloads for you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so... Which is why it's so important for us to listen to Holy Spirit because maybe we are going to be that download for somebody else. That's right. Right? right. But speaking of being fearful or, you know, nervous, it's never Mm -hmm. super comfortable to walk up to somebody and say, hey, I heard the Lord felt like he wanted me to tell you this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but you have to step out and do it. Be obedient. Mm-hmm. Good. I've been sitting on something and I, that's encouraging to me because I need to deliver this, but I have been, I've been, they need to hear it. Yep. Okay. So, so how did you, you're passionate about something that so many people roll their eyes at. Yes. I am one of them. And my husband is another, <laughs> <laughs> not totally, but I've bored him on many occasions, <laughs> but I will tell you, you gave me some incredible wisdom that I that I that I have a couple years, maybe a year ago, and and I we still finance our lives that way. So, That's um, awesome. but ta- to, so tell us how you made the leap. Like you, you're in school, you finish school, and then what? 
finished school and I went. Um, so I quit my job, like I said, finished school, and then I went back to insurance. I was an insurance agent part-time. I got my license and everything. Went back to doing that, and I, while I was looking, I went back for just a little bit to help train some people. I was looking for a job, and then shortly after, I, I realized, okay, I want to be a financial advisor. Um, I always knew I wanted to help. I always was really intrigued by money and finances, mm -hmm. and I always knew that I wanted to help other people and that it would be in the business world. Um, so... I went and um, had an interview at a financial advising company and thought, okay, this one's not it. I don't feel mm -hmm. like that's it. So I went to another company, and it was the second or the third company. Um, this lady told me, she said, well, okay, I was 23. First off, the average financial advisor was 56 and wow. had gray hair. <laughs> so this was 13 years ago when there was not very many female advisors, and they most certainly weren't 23. Right. And so the lady tells me, who is, she's like the regional director of DFW, and she says, honey, I think that you should start out as an assistant. And here's what I thought I knew. There's no freaking way that I worked <laughs> my butt off right. to get my degree. And I, and I price matched at Walmart a lot. I left that story out whenever I quit job, quit my job and went back to school. I literally had, we had to price match our groceries at Walmart. <laughs> I kid you not, for a while. Yeah. But I was okay with That's it. smart, yeah. It's just what we did. And at the time, we were the youth pastors also. You know, it you was a, a crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I was like, there's no freaking way. So I think I was going to El Paso with you guys or something years ago, and I bought this Alan Greenspan. Weren't you That's with so me? That's so funny. I was just thinking about y'all are buying magazines. Yes, that that just that <laughs> and story just came to my mind. Reading Alan she Greenspan. Yes. Reading Alan so excited Greenspan. about and it. I loved it. I yes, that. yes, we were on, we flew. Yes, we did. We yeah. were on our way to El Paso, and I do remember that. I, I I remember thinking, who gets this <laughs> excited about reading Alan Greenspan? I, I yeah, no, I no. didn't even know who Alan Greenspan was at the time, but you were reading it, so yes. I, yeah. And I never looked at those magazines. Okay, I I really appreciate. I love fashion and a great outfit and all of that, but I just was so engrossed in my career goals that I just never looked at anything like that. I really don't still now, but. Thankfully, I have you guys to see what you wear, and, and I look at a few pictures. Thank God for Instagram. But well, thank God that I have you reading Alan Greenspan, yes. and you are the one who <laughs> manages my our money. money. Yes. That's right. That is right. I would rather you be reading Alan Greenspan than oh, so finances. I was yeah, on the because you have to have a good book always that you're reading. And so I was reading Alan Greenspan, and uh, on the plane, and this guy was sitting next to me. The craziest story. I actually forgot about this. And the guy said, he was like, you're reading? Uh, what are you reading? So I was telling him what I was reading, and he was a little surprised too. And I, I told him, <laughs> I was looking, I was really trying to find a job as a financial advisor. And I kid you not, he said, well, I work for an office in Sherman, Texas. And the lady at our office is actually, she was a satellite manager because they were in between managers for the McKinney A.G. Edwards' office, financial advising office. And I did said, not know that's how that happened. I didn't either. That's amazing. Wow. Crazy. And so I, he said, I, 
I bet you, here's my contact information. I can get you an interview with the lady who's in charge of hiring. So she ended up being a mentor to me. She hired, she was one of the top producer. That is crazy. She was one of the top producers in the area. She, I went up to Sherman and I interviewed with her and she liked me and she thought I could do it. Mm-hmm. And of course, this other lady did not think that, but mm-hmm. I still kept going, right? It's kind of like those people, you hear the stories uh, of what was it, Michael Jordan or something, or one of them, they were a terrible basketball player, but yeah. they just kept playing. Yeah. But you just can't take no for an answer sometimes. Mm-hmm. And That's I so went good. and I met with her, and then she got me an interview with McKinney. And they hired me as a financial advisor. That's where that's when we first came to you. Was yes, because like Matt, you know, opening those accounts, I was a new advisor, and it was a really challenging career to start because an extremely percent amount, a very small percentage of advisors that start stay in the career. Most mm-hmm. of them wash out and they can't make it. Right. And here I was, twenty three. I was like, okay, thank God that I have great confidence from my mom (laughs) and you know faith I had a really strong faith and put on a good suit and that I bought from Banana Republic and Ann Taylor Loft (laughs) and um so that's how I started I started my career as a financial advisor in McKinney I worked really hard it it was not easy but I had I've been I'm a like a researcher detailed type person so if I have a goal I don't I don't want to stop I want to complete the goal and so that's how I was then. And I just asked around and did a lot of research. And they're like, well, it's going to take five years. And this is what it takes. So I feel like one of the reasons that I was able to make it and to mm-hmm. stick in there was because I knew I had other mentors telling me it's not going to be easy. And mm-hmm. it's not an overnight success. And it's probably going to take up to five years. There's a lot of plowing that you have to do. So. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, that's, I think sometimes people, especially now in an Insta world where everything is so immediate, um, people hear that message of, listen, it's going to take some time. And that's like, they dismiss it because. What, I can't be like the YouTube people? Well, Mm -hmm. well, or I have, uh, I have faith. I I mean, God can do anything. And, and so, and so which is it, I guess, is a good and how has that advice helped you? Because I, I, it's a, to me, uh, you know, experience is a life experience. I, I lost a job one time because I didn't have life experience. The guy fired me for that. What? He's like, I just think you, you just need some more life experience. I was never more offended in my life. But I, but now being 40, I know what that means. I know, mm-hmm. I know what that means. I, mm-hmm. I understand what that means. And so I think, um, it's hard for people to hear. They see where you are now and they want to be that, but they don't r- realize it was a long journey. What the journey to get there. And I think that can be deceiving for people in an instant gratification society. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's, um, it's nothing overnight. And I feel like that's one of the reasons people quit and give up. They feel like, well, it's been two years that didn't go like I thought it would, or, well, it's been six months. I don't mm-hmm. see all this revenue coming in mm-hmm. from this. Well, you're probably not going to. Mm-hmm. Is the well, faith when I, to endure it, That's yeah. that to me, that's where faith comes oh, in. That's what I was going to yes. say. Like When I, I started and my persistent. career as a, mm-hmm. as a cosmetologist, uh-huh. they said the same thing. It takes three years to build your business, and um, it wasn't always easy, 
but it was what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. So I, I stuck with it. But I also had that faith. Like when you're in partnership with God, he always does exceedingly abundantly above. Yes. I'm going to guess that it didn't take you five solid years. It, it took, it probably, even though you were persistent and you did all that you had to do, God kind of, he comes alongside you and he speeds things up a little bit. Yeah, I was really grateful. Um, I was in, we would get the reports at the end of every month about how, because I, when I was hired, there was 60 of us hired around the U.S. They hired you at certain times. And we all went to St. Louis and we did this long training. And, you know, it was, and I did a lot of exams. I have a lot of licenses and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And so, but I would look at that. I'm like, yes, I'm in the top 15%. Yes, I'm in the top mm-hmm. 10 or top 20. Or, and, and my coach just said, he said, you know, um, the people that are in the lower uh, quartile, is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. they probably think this is just an eight to five job mm-hmm. and they're not staying late to make cold calls mm-hmm. or they're not, you know, I had a late, I was on the praise and worship team. So I, and I had, we had Silas and we were married and, and we were still the youth pastors. And mm-hmm. so I had the praise and worship on Thursday night. I had one night a week where I stayed late and I made cold calls and, you know, I got to the office early, um, but, and carved out, you know, time for the family, of mm-hmm. course, the best that I could, but, yeah, it's um it God helped speed it up, but it's I, one thing I will say even when God speeds things up, sometimes I could look at something. I think it's like a, somebody's kind of achiever type personality and you can say, "Well, gosh, I'm not here yet." Mhm. But but God told me not that long ago, "You know what? Look at how far you've come." Mhm. Mm-hmm. And actually you have come really far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody in their not just me, but any anybody's life. I mean, that's because this is the purpose for me. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean anyone else's purpose is any smaller or any bigger. Yeah. This was just my lane in life, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think like so. You're you you were with them for how long? Six years. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't either. I didn't. We didn't come over to you until you did Texan Wealth. That's right. Yeah, so we were there for six years. Then you went to another. Uh, the name changed. The name changed a couple times because yeah. I, okay. when I started, it was in two thousand seven, and it was when I started, and then the market which was the dropped. Year. Yes, oh yeah. my goodness, it was the Great Recession, and so I was like, okay, Lord Jesus, if I can do this in the Great Recession, then I think I'm good now. You know, like the right? market's up, we're booming. <laughs> And so, and then but, enters COVID nineteen. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I mean, I've done. I've been in a recession before, so mm-hmm. you know I've this. had tons of like research and coaching, and you know, and a lot of it is behavioral science too. Mm-hmm. To I'm not only their advisor, but um, you know, I need to help give them confidence and see the bigger picture and mm-hmm. hold their hand, and that's something I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I remember when, um, because uh, you had Think Labs help you with logo and 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 some branding and stuff. When we too. opened the company, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I remember you talking about this list of clients and how to get everybody um, made make make all your clients aware of your move and and make sure that they are aware of where you're headed. And I was just thinking, like, who has the gumption? Mm-hmm. And the courage to go and do that, like that, was so impressive to me. Thank you. And uh, and then and then, you know, 
the confidence to, to, to do it and, and continue to build it, knowing that you, this wasn't the beginning of an easy road of being your mm-hmm. own boss. This was the beginning of a very committed and hard road of now I'm setting my family up for financial future, but it's all, I mean, it's, it's all, all on, on you. Me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that came from you having an encounter with the Lord. Yes. Yeah. So can you talk about that? Yes. So it was the craziest thing. And I will say, before I say that, that one thing that, and I've heard Brandon preach about this multiple times, is that, you know, all that we do is we're doing the best with what's in our hands, Mm -hmm. right? And one of my core values is excellence. And so getting up and trying to do your best every day and doing what you know how to do, and God puts his supernatural with your natural. Mm -hmm. And so... I was just doing my best, doing what I knew how to do, right, as a financial advisor, and I always had this dream of being an entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. I, of course, my my one of my um, uh, degrees being economics, you you studied entrepreneur entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in depth, and you know it's what drive what helps drive the economy, right? And we entrepreneurs employ people and enrich the economy and help mm-hmm. things grow. And so it's like I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to own my own business. You know, like I said, wearing suits, whatever that is. <laughs> and my grandfather was an entrepreneur. And um, anyway, so I uh, was just at church and Brandon was preaching. Again, he's doing what he does, mm-hmm. right? He loves to just help people and inspire people and try to, you know, enrich their lives. And so he was preaching for Brandon Holler, mm-hmm. your brother, Jennifer. And so we were in Austin and we were in praise and worship and I... Um, there was a lady that was specifically uh, tasked with tasked with the job of um, showing me where to go and greeting mm-hmm. me. It was the coolest thing. We walked in. I was like, wow, they have their stuff. They have their ducks in a row, right? <laughs> and so this lady's talking to me, so friendly. And she says, oh, my husband and I, we have an insurance agency. I was asking him about her family. And she was telling me about, you know, what they did. And, of course, I was a... a um, um, hello, insurance agent Mm -hmm. for six years total Mm -hmm. before. But now I'd been in my career at that time. It was five and a half years and as an advisor, and I knew I I would never go back. Like, this is what I'm doing for life because it was my dream. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to help people with money and I wasn't going back, right? So then she tells me the story and I meet her, didn't think anything of it, and church starts and we're in praise and worship. I mean, so many things can happen in praise and worship. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Lots of encounters. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I was just thinking of my own, like some of the encounters that I've had in praise and worship as you were talking. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to making room for the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're in praise and worship and I'm praise and worshiping. And, um, and then they're starting to announce Brandon on the stage and Brandon's like in awe because Pastor Charles Neiman is on the video and he loves, Mm -hmm. we both love Pastor Charles Neiman and he's on the video and then Pastor Brandon is on there and they're, um, introducing Brandon to come on the stage. Oh, and that's cool. In Brandon's mind, he's like, wow, Pastor Charles Neiman, he knows my name. You know, he's <laughs> calling me to come up on stage. And I lean over and I tell him, I said, honey, I never thought I would say this, but I'm supposed to change careers and we are supposed to open an insurance agency. Wow. Right he before he me. goes on stage. <laughs> yes. You know, he's like in his mind, he's going over his points of what he's going to preach because he doesn't really write anything on paper. So it's Mm -hmm. all in his head. And he looks at me and he says, babe, um, 
can you pick another time <laughs> to tell me this? I don't think right now is a good time. I'm about to go on the stage. And I said, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just, I couldn't help it. So what had happened was, I have no idea what he preached about, by the way, that Sunday. <laughs> so what happened was I was standing there and, and I just heard of God say, it is time you're supposed to switch careers and open an insurance agency. And I literally asked, I said, is this for real? Like, am I really yeah. hearing this right? Because I knew it was God. I saw these huge, I was just looking forward. I saw these huge neon letters. They were like neon yellow and they flashed Y, all caps, Y-E-S with two exclamation marks. And they blinked like two or three times. And that's whenever I saw those lights blinking, it shocked me so much that that's when I told Brandon, like, I didn't even, wasn't paying attention that he was about to go on the stage. I, you just I, needed to say something. Yes. <laughs> to hold yourself accountable to what you just said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened. It was the craziest thing. And and I, so the next 24 hours, I, um, or on the way home, I was praying about it because I was really torn by this mm-hmm. word because I knew that I wanted to own a business and I just felt like I would eventually I had no idea how it would happen because I love being a financial advisor but there's so much compliance and regulations Mm -hmm. I thought how can I do my day job Mm -hmm. and do all this compliance and regulation and come home to my kids at a decent hour which is more important to me than my career I'm like Mm -hmm. how can a working mom do that and so which it he made it possible but um So on the way home, I was praying, and on the car ride, God told me the rest of it. He was piecing it together, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes he tells you something, you don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. or it's like a dream you have, and then you have to ask, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. And so he told me, he said, well, what it means, or he said, you're supposed to have an insurance agency and an investment company. I was like, oh, okay. Um, How am I going (laughs) to do that? How is that going to work? And so... I'm asking these questions and having this and praying. And he said, well, and then the thought popped in my head, oh, I can call Brett. I worked for their family for years. I'm still close to them. And they're just great people. They own their insurance agency for over, I don't know, for 30 years at that point, at least. And then someone else I had known had opened an investment company. And so I had the thought, okay, you can reach out to them and see who he talked to. So that Monday, that was Sunday, Monday I get on the phone and I called um, my friend that runs the insurance agency. It's his now for his parents. And I said, so if I wanted to open, I'm, I'm going to open an investment company and I want to open an insurance agency. Can you please point me in the right direction? And he said, why don't we just help you do that? Wow. Wow. That's so cool. I had no idea that was going to be his response. No. And God's That's just amazing. ordering your steps every yes. bit of the way. I mean, that's all you can do is, mm-hmm. as I'm talking through this, how God has shown me, you just have, if he tells you one thing, do it, and mm-hmm. he'll show, show you, you what the, the next thing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Little steps. Mm-hmm. And so then I call. He's your stair maker. Step- yes. I don't remember what maker. God. Yeah. I, w- I haven't quit thinking about that. Mm-hmm. We had we did a podcast recently, and and Jennifer Holler was our guest, and she talks about God being a step maker, mm. like just giving you one step at a time. And I was mm-hmm. like, He is so a step maker, yes. Oh, and I man. see that in this story because then I called the guy about the investment company or the one that I knew opened it, and he said, Oh, call so and so. So I had a lunch that week with the guy. I talked to him, he's like, What's your production? You know, your production has to be to a certain level. I thought, I've only been doing this for six years. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that go out on their own, they have 
been doing it for a lot longer and they have a lot bigger, they call it book of business. You know, how many mm-hmm. assets under management do you have? He's like, oh, you've got enough. We can do this. And, and you know what? We also have this percentage that we'll give you to help you start it. Wow. So I had this big chunk of money that he gave me to start it, uh, which helped me pay for the video mm-hmm. that your hubby did, Kat, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yours, mm-hmm. Derek and Matt were both doing it. Mm-hmm. And they helped me, the logo, all of that. So I had money for all of that. I had money to, I got a very nice office, um, you know, windows from floor to ceiling because I thought I'm young and I need them to have a good mm-hmm. first impression because I have got so to get smart. all my advisor mm-hmm. or all of my clients, they've got to come over with me or I have no revenue. Mm-hmm. But I knew that anyway, he worked it out without, within a week, I had things lined up, went to lunch with him. He said he could do it, flew to California to meet all the the people in that company to see if that's where we wanted to go. Brandon and I did. That's like they rolled out the red carpet. Really nice company. Mm. Um, I had peace just in the whole thing. And God just bam, bam, bam. It was like my footsteps mm-hmm. were ordered, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then opened the company. Um, worked very hard. And then nine months later, opened the insurance agency. Wow. Crazy times. So now we are... Okay, that was 13, I think 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Seven years at the now, right now it's the seven year wow. anniversary. Wow. Wow. Of Texan Wealth Management. And then in February will be the seven year anniversary for TWI. Wow. It's kind of like listening to, to you talk about all of that is kind of what you were saying, like how they, there may be like this tinge of fear because it's like, what's, what's this going to look like? But you just start taking the steps that, that the Lord lays out in front of you and, and then peace, peace comes and then peace yeah, comes. It peace. takes the fear out because the peace is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peace is the antidote. I think. Yeah. It surpasses I, all understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, there's a slogan out there that fear is the opposite of faith and fear. What is the opposite of faith? Oh. And, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I do, I do know that I can be, uh, intimidated by something and invite the Holy spirit into the situation and peace, peace is all mm-hmm. consuming. And so the risk is still there. The risk didn't change. Right. But the peace is there. And so, yeah. I, mm-hmm. you know. It I was don't... the craziest thing when I was opening because um, I had an assistant right off the bat. And um, she came on board with me. And it was a lot of hours. Like I literally started working at 630 in the morning because we had to work our buns off to get a hold of our clients Mm -hmm. as quickly as we could. We sent out the video to let everybody know because the advisors at the company I left were like sharks because they Mm -hmm. wanted to keep everybody. So they split up all my clients to the advisors and they all get on the phones. Sarah left, you know, no telling what they said. Right. And I'd seen this multiple times by doing, you know, what I did for a company. And I, I just thought, you know what? I have worked hard for my clients. We have great relationships. And I just, I know we have that trust. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can explain the peace that I had and the way I felt, I wasn't worried about my clients coming over. Zero percent. Wow. I just knew they would because God, God set this up for me. Right. And he was like, you know... I just thought I did have points in the time where I was like, when we were prepping to open, I was working at night. I was working on my day job. And then I was working in my office of the house we just moved into after we sold our other house. It was insane. But I was working and it was, I was like, what have I gotten myself into? I have no idea 
what a domain is that I have to create. <laughs> I have no idea like how to set up an S Corp. I have no idea how to do these spreadsheets, but God sent everybody to me to help me with the things I didn't That's know incredible. how to do. I, yeah. talk, I talk about that um, a lot when I was in sales and I was selling this, this product that I had no knowledge of. I, I was in an industry, I was in an um, IT SaaS business. So like I just was in over my head, I think, in terms of what we were selling. It was new to the market. It was new to the industry and it was new to me. Um, but I joined the sales team because I knew the company, I knew the organization, I knew the culture, and I had been in on the on the on the HR side of the house for so long, and it was a good transition. And um, but in that, I remember having to pray before every single mm. meeting because I did not know what I was doing. I did not know <laughs> what I was talking about. I did not know how to handle any given situation. I didn't know how to travel corporately on a regular basis. Like I just didn't know how to do so much. Fake it till you make that it. That I was right? in it. I was in it. And I remember having to invite the Holy Spirit into every single <coughs> conversation. And, and, um, I was terrified the whole, a lot of times through the whole meeting or, but, um, but I, but he showed me, he showed me, there were moments of like going, I didn't even know I knew how to do that. I didn't. Remember you invited the Holy Spirit 15 minutes ago? That's how you knew how to do that. Yes. One of my favorite scriptures about the Holy Spirit, and I said it on the way over here, was because, or is the one where it says the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say mm-hmm. in that very hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Happens all the time. Yes. All the time. Yep. That's, you know, the beauty, gosh, of being in a relationship with God. I don't know how people live without the Holy Spirit because yeah. help, he helps me every single day. And you have to ask for that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You have to make room for him. Um, yeah. And, I, and you know, there are people that do life without the Holy Spirit. But I think about, like, where else, where could you be if you had the Holy Spirit? If you, That's a good you know way to I put mean? it. Or how much <coughs> longer yeah. did it take you because you didn't invite the Holy Spirit? Or did you have peace through the process? Or, yeah, were you a stressed out maniac? Yeah. Because you, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, is your, what is your quality of life like? <laughs> Being in this success rate with or without the Holy Spirit, it's just different. It's yeah. a different quality of life. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. Um, you give, you, I'm curious about, so, so one of the ways that you helped me, and this helps because we have, we have fixed incomes. Um, but when you laid out, you mapped out this seven accounts business for me, I was like, mind blown. So, so Sarah Marshall said, I want to tell you something. And I think you were just nerding out. I don't think you like, I was sharing it with people. You were, but that was at the beginning when I was like, Oh my gosh, I found this better way to do it. And, and you're my friend. So I could kind of nerd out with you. Yeah. So you did. You don't think I'm crazy. (laughs) No, I thought you were brilliant. I was like the best thing you've ever taught me, which is, um, so, so for me, it helped because I have, I have regular paychecks. And so in a regular income system you can um really allocate your money we we come from the dave ramsey culture i mean we're that's our thought process so we were on board with budgeting so it's kind of like envelopes in a bank account yes and so Mm -hmm. it's really an electronic envelope system and and so i i i'm you know, we have Financial Friday every week and we have to go move all of our money around to wherever we need to move it. But it's, um, it, it changed how I set up my household and how I set up our, our family and how we save and how we spend and how we That's give awesome. and how we, 
how we are doing life these days. Um, so, so, but I'm, I'm curious about, there's so many people, entrepreneurs in particular, who don't have fixed incomes. There's a lot of fluidity in and ebbing and flowing. Do you have um, some career or some, some financial um, nuggets and practices that you can share with people? Absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, that, first... That'll appeal, I guess, to both, both sure. spectrums. So first and foremost, I mean, you, you just want to spend less than you make. And it sounds like a simple statement, but it's really hard, actually. Is there a percentage that you can shoot for? Like yes. So, uh, I mean, the basic percentage is 70, 10, 10, 10. So if you can work up to it, some people just do 80, 10, 80, 10, 10. And they say, I'm going to live off of 80%. I'm going to save 10% in retirement. And I'm going to put 10% to tithes or giving or charity, how, you know, charitable contribution. And so, but even better is to do at least 70, 10, 10, 10, and you live on 70%, and then you, 10% for short-term investments, which for me and my husband, we're getting into real estate, so that would be real estate, or or it's just investing in yourself in a coaching program, or it's some type of shorter-term investment, or it's just your stock account, and then 10% for long-term, and then 10% you know, retirement, 10% for, um, charitable giving, tithing. Okay. So 70, live on 10, 70%. 10, 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then investments, charitable and. Yeah. Long-term investment, short-term investments. Oh, long, short. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a great way to do it. Where is savings in any of that? That's part of your 70%. So, um, I would say the 70, 10, 10, 10, we have so we have our savings built up. So I would say use the short-term investments, one of those ten, as building up your emergency savings. Uh-huh. And then once you've built up your emergency savings, use it for short-term investments. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then live on seventy percent. Mm-hmm. So for us, living on living on seventy percent, which I need to I need to do some percentages and figure that out. But for us, you know, we incorporate. A vacation budget and um, a family spending budget. So vacation budget would be in your seventy. Right, right. So, so our the way we have budgeted, um, and if this is helpful for people, I have no idea. But this is what we do: is mm-hmm. we budget for. But you're really good at it, and it seems like you, the version you're really good at that, and you'll take the time to do it. Honestly, a lot of people won't, but there's an easier way you can do it too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, the way we set up is budgeting for our family, and, and, and that includes like meals and haircuts and eating out and clothing and all dentist appointments and doctor's appointments, and all that comes out of one family budget. And then um, our family account, family spending account, and then everything that is, we have an account where everything comes in, and then another account where everything goes out. And then we have you our, have a bills account. Mm-hmm. You did the bills account, right? That's mm-hmm. a, one of the major ones. Yeah, we did that a long time ago, but we we still had like miscellaneous things. So we finally got everything in one place. So one account brings everything in. One account brings every pushes everything out, and then we have another account for our family spending. And then Matt and I have a savings account and a vacation account, and then we have our personal little spending accounts. Nice. Yeah, and it's it's helped us tremendously. Right, because when you have your own personal spending account, and even if you just know how much, if you don't have those two separate for like the husband and the wife or the partners, if you don't have your separate accounts 
for spending, you can still know what your budget is from the family account. And you know, okay, my budget is $100 a week or however much it is, you know, this is how much you can spend and you can kind of gauge it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, but it's important to set those amounts and know, like if you're going shopping, you know what the expectation is and you know, okay, for groceries, I have this much set aside for groceries. So you know that if you need to buy diapers that week, then uh, we're still in diapers. Yes. Even though we have a 15 year old, it's like, okay, (laughs) the 15 year old's not in diapers. No, no, no. no. It's like, okay, I have to buy a huge box of diapers. So I'm just going to buy less meat. And you know what? There's chicken in my freezer. Mm -hmm. So it really helps to budget out a weekly, uh, a weekly, um, allowance for groceries and all of that. So, okay. I want to talk cause we've got to, we're closing in on our time. So I want to be mindful of that. Um, we, we, uh, you're, I, I love how committed you are. Can you walk us through like maybe your daily disciplines and then, um, and then of course we, we want to know, we want to know about your time capsule, but sure. Sure. Um, Talk to us about some of your daily disciplines. Um, Okay, so daily disciplines are, I have a, when I had Lincoln, my third child, I thought, oh my gosh, how is this all going to work? I had no idea. (laughs) Um, And so I really spent time um, reflecting and thinking of my goals and what I, you know, what do you want the end result to be and and. And that was really important. Kind of like the COVID right now, mm-hmm. hopefully people have taken advantage of maybe some of them have extra time and they've taken advantage of that to mm-hmm. say, okay, life has changed now. Uh, what do I want it to look like when it all starts back to normal? Right. Maybe there's some things that you need to weed out that were there before, or maybe there's a way that you were spending money that that maybe there's a better way to do it when you get back to normal, right? So I took that time when I had Lincoln um, to, because if I didn't, it was just too much. I So I really prayed about it, and I I, I was actually going through a coaching program um, because I knew that I knew that there was more. Um, maybe a year before I had Lincoln or got pregnant with him, I was like, God, there's more. I feel like I'm hitting this ceiling, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to get past it. I don't know how to grow the business past this. I don't know how to grow life past this. Like, Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do? And so I took a a coaching course from Crystal Sparks, her in the lead one year long. Mm -hmm. It was a commitment. Mm -hmm. And I blocked out time every single week. I read a book every single month and I had Lincoln in between this. So yeah, uh, intentionality, (laughs) um, had Lincoln, but I, I really just thought through that time, and that course helped me work through my goals too. And mm-hmm. I had a, uh, I have a board in my bathroom, and I've got these main scriptures. And I prayed. I was like, Lord, what are the words for this year? What do I need to stand on? What do I need to, what do I need to have to get through this? And He gave me the two words: um, simplify and rest. When mm-hmm. I had Lincoln, and so I prayed for scriptures, and I have these scriptures on my board in the morning. So when I wake up. In the morning, it's like, these are my declarations. You know, mm-hmm. I'm saying these scriptures and I'm standing on, these are my goals and my goals are up there too. But I woke up, I think for four years now, during the COVID thing, I've been waking up at 6.30 instead of 5.30, mm-hmm. but for like four years, I mean, I woke up 5.30, 5.45 at the latest. I read my devotional. Um, I work out three times a week. I read a book in the morning, like a, a self-help book, because mm-hmm. it's one of the ways that I learn. Um, and then I listen to some kind of podcast, not... 
Yeah, while I was getting ready, I listened mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to a message usually, a mm-hmm. Charles Neiman message. And um, always listen to stuff in the car. Mm-hmm. I do that. Um, I try uh, to walk every Saturday morning. And so when I'm walking once a week minimum, then I really just use that time to listen to a message and mm-hmm. to pray and to get downloads from God mm-hmm. and to make room for the Holy Spirit. I'm doing that in the mornings too, but that walking time, scientifically, when you're walking, it just, your mind, it's just, it helps generate ideas. Mm -hmm. And so I just pray, Lord Jesus, you know, I know there are more ideas out there. Mm -hmm. There are things that we can do to increase revenue, to increase our happiness, to increase our fulfillment in life. You know, what are those things? So Mm -hmm. I think those are the, those are the main things. I, I made a chart too, of little things like, okay, I need to, because when I had Lincoln and I was nursing, I was like, spend 10 minutes with AJ, spend 10 minutes with Silas every mm-hmm. day, <laughs> spend time with my husband. And because the day would have gotten away from me if I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I have learned so much from your intentional lifestyle. Your approach to intentionality um, has helped me, you know, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty intentional too. I mean, I, in general, but you helped me to tighten that up quite a bit. Well, and that's what friends are for. And Mm -hmm. the people that you're around are so Mm -hmm. important because iron sharpens iron Mm -hmm. and everyone has different strengths. And if, if that's not your strength, you know, anyone listening, I don't want them to be discouraged by that and say, Mm -hmm. Oh wow, I could never do that. But what can you do? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's what I love about, about an approach to being intentional. It's not about Sarah does 15 things in the morning, no. or Alice from Alice in Wonderland says, I do six impossible things before breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, or I think of six impossible things. Anyway, I, I for me, oh, something that really helped me was when Craig Rochelle said, I just do one new thing a year. Oh, I heard him mm-hmm. say that. And so um, we, we last year launched this, like, let's just try something new for 30 days. Like, mm-hmm. do something new for 30 days. And then we try to do something new the next 30 days. And so the, the, the idea is that at the end of a year, you can decide what little changes can you make that are intentional that will better your life for, mm-hmm. for the next year mm-hmm. and the next year and the next year and the mm-hmm. next year. And he just mm-hmm. adds one new discipline a year. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's, he's, he's some captain intensity. Yeah, captain, yeah. <laughs> yeah, intentional. But anyway, it's, it's, it's. It's inspiring, and and so even if you pick the one thing, you're better than you were last year. Yeah, I mean, like, in relationships, something that, like, I got tired of doing was, hey, we should get together. Hey, we need to have lunch, or we need to... And just in that moment when people would say that, okay, let's look at our calendars right now. Mm -hmm. Being intentional, not just, you know, saying that every time you run into somebody and feeling like, I've said this a hundred times and I've never followed through with it. Right. But that was your new thing last year, wasn't it? Or at the beginning, or, or I remember you telling me that. Yeah. And it was like, it was so helpful uh-huh. um, because it makes them feel like it matters yeah. because it does. Yeah. It's not yeah. that it doesn't matter. So many people say it and they don't mean it. Brandon right. told me that a while back. He's mm-hmm. like, honey, they don't really mean it. I was like, really? What? <laughs> but it's helped. E- I- even being intentional in that has broadened my life mm-hmm. so much. Um, investing in, in relationships with people is so huge especially yeah. for what we do, but right. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, life's going to happen period. Mm-hmm. So are you going to be, are you going to be involved in it? I mean, are you going to be making your presence known and being intentional with what, right. with what's happening around you? Or are you going to just let it, let it pass on by? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, yeah. 
Um, okay, so we appreciate you being here. Thank you. We're really glad that you came. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. It's an honor. I would say to you, uh, um, and I know Kat feels the same way, but around wisdom, revelation, and knowledge, you've been a lot of that for me over the years. And wow. In a lot of different ways. Where's um, the tissue? Inspiring. <laughs> Yeah, so I love you, and I'm just I'm grateful too. to have you in my life. Too. I love you, too. And the same, y'all for me, too. You know, like we said, it's I just appreciate the friendships that we mm -hmm. have, and um, very grateful for that. Yeah, so if you could, here's, here's the question. If you could time capsule your life for someone to open up that capsule 10 years from now, what would you want them to remember about your life right now? Gosh, the time capsule sounds like a good question. They're like, what would you like them to remember about your life? I feel like that's pressure. <laughs> um, so I have a, a folder in front of me that where I've just taken the time to write out a couple of stories, which I... Which I love this. I mean... It's so great. So what, what, what we are looking at is this compilation of mementos and things that have really helped her to shape her vision for her life, for her mm -hmm. business, for her family, for her marriage, for her finances, and uh, and relationships in general. So there's like a blank check, and it's not blank. It is a check for future funding for um, her own commercial property. Mm -hmm. It is there's scripture so my board, references. I see it every morning. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Your scripture reference page is all wadded up, like has has um it's Got been a wet a few times. <laughs> yeah, like you have. It's used. I love how used it is. I love how how you. It looks like you take that with you a lot of places. So, what did you mention? What the scriptures are? Because no, I, I so think that would be so. When I had Lincoln, um, God had given me the the words. It's like something new every year mm -hmm. um, to go deeper in Revelation to simplify things because I knew I had to cut something out. It, it's like in life, if mm -hmm. you're moving forward and you're you're taking on something new, a lot of times you have to give up something, mm -hmm. and people have to realize that, or they get mm -hmm. overwhelmed or stressed out. Not that I'm a pro at that. But I, um, so simplify, um, and then rest. God told me those two words for two years ago, and they really are just a staple for the rest of my life. Um, but I really prayed and I thought, okay, what are the two main scriptures? And I had all these scriptures. I spent all this time researching and God said, no, it's the, the first one is I have the Matthew 6, 25 through 34 all typed out. But the highlight is and I say these every morning, but seek first the kingdom mm. of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. So that's the simplicity of yeah. it. Yeah. That's so good. It's simple. Mm -hmm. Just seek me first in the morning and make time for me mm -hmm. and all this other stuff falls into place, falls mm -hmm. into place. Mm -hmm. And then rest. That was a really big one for me. It's like, how am I going to live this year in rest mm -hmm. when I've got, you know, three kids, two companies, of course, mm -hmm. my husband, the church duties that we have. Mm -hmm. And so he, he gave me the scripture, uh, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy mm -hmm. laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. I'll just say how I say it. I say, uh, I come to you, all who labor and are heavy laden, and you will give me rest. I take your yoke upon me, and I learn from you, for you are gentle and lowly in heart, and I will find rest for my soul. For your yoke is easy, and your burden is light. And I That's say so that. good. That's, that, that was our Easter scripture. Was I it? love that scripture. So good. Um, on the note of, of simplifying and, and the passage that you highlighted, I, I was thinking about um, something that God gave me maybe maybe last year because I remember feeling overwhelmed at one point when, when things were super, super busy 
in my day job and um, and then and then things around me were busy. Yeah, you've always had a lot going on, Jennifer. You've always had a lot yeah. going on. And I remember, um, I remember being nervous about a conversation that I had to have a meeting because I used to, some people put calendar meetings on my calendar at eight in the morning, which is just crazy. So, because um, I'm not even fully done being a mom at that point, right? So I, but I remember having this this overwhelming feeling, and God God gave me um, that scripture and and language to pray and declare over my morning, and it was that I would have every tool and every resource that mm. I need for to accomplish what I need Amen. to for today Worry for this today. moment, mm-hmm. and that and that um, and that every conversation, every meeting, mm-hmm. every every project. And so then now I prayed over my kids and I'm like every assignment and every, mm-hmm. every, you know, everything that we have set up for us today that we're called to today is already, yeah. is already taken care of. And, and we do that in the morning as, as, as a this practice says. for coming first thing. Yeah. yeah that's so good. Yeah. And inviting them in first thing. Do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow. will worry about its own things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. What are you putting in your time capsule? Oh, okay. This folder with all of these, these stories and my goals and stuff, and then um, the Bible, because who knows if there's going to be a paper Bible around then. I hope right. so. <laughs> what if you have to do sword drills on a Hope City morning show and you don't have a paper Bible? you got to have it. <laughs> you got to have it. And then <laughs> I would say this book. I, I read, I've read a lot of books, but I read this book in COVID because, again, I was like, okay, what can I learn during this mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. to increase my knowledge to help my clients. And um, it is, um, how am I drawing a blank right now? Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh. I read a lot of books, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, and I've you read a couple read of You just read that? Things. Yes, I just read the original Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I've read a lot of money books. Mm-hmm. But I, it was his original one that was updated for mm-hmm. now. And it was so timely because mm-hmm. it talks about real estate and, and just about how to, anyway, just basic principles of mm-hmm. how to not, st- if you're in the rat race of life, this mm-hmm. financial rat race, don't stay in it. You know, mm-hmm. how do you get out of this rat race of this perpetual, you, you get an increase in income, so your bills increase and you're in the same spot. Mm-hmm. It's like this perpetual circle. And it's really eye-opening and I'm passionate about all things finance. <laughs> so I would put that thirdly in my time capsule. We would know all about Sarah Marshall if... We would never be able to forget Sarah Marshall if we opened yes. that time capsule and saw this. <laughs> um, I last thing because I know you got to go, but the um, you, um, I, I, your husband tells a story and it's so funny. But right around when you were starting the business and you had there was all those billboards everywhere for getting right. Sarah Marshall. Tell us about that because I just love it. I think it's so. so funny. I was making cold calls like I mentioned in the beginning, and yes, my name was Sarah Marshall, but no one knew the movie hadn't came out yet. And there were billboards in McKinney, and there were billboards going up everywhere. And they said, and we were really involved in our church. And so they, the billboard, as you come into McKinney, said, my grandma always hated you, Sarah Marshall, period. Super tiny at the bottom, it said forgettingsarahmarshall.com, www. But you couldn't really read it. Oh and then there was another one that said, you look fat in your jeans, Sarah Marshall. Oh, my gosh. And so my husband, I'm sitting here cold calling and people <laughs> were asking me about the billboards and people at church said, Sarah, because they, they were like, why would somebody's grandma hate you? Sarah, is, is this really about you? And they were asking me about it at church and Brandon called and, and he called the, um, the billboard company and mm-hmm. said, look, 
my wife just started a new career and is, you know, working on getting new clients and we have a community that we're involved in and we cannot have these billboards up because people think they're about my wife. (laughs) And he said, well, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. He said, well, I need to talk to somebody else because Mm -hmm. you're going to do something about it. So they, they put him up to the top person (laughs) and, um, he threatened him, I think with a lawsuit Mm -hmm. and they took the billboards down. Then later we found out it was about a movie. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even, I, I didn't even know he was going to call him. That's cool. Funny. Crazy. Really funny. Wow. (laughs) Okay, thanks for being with us. We love you. We love you. Love love y'all. Love you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Awake Podcast. So good, right? We love Sarah Marshall. We are so thankful for what she adds to our lives. So thankful for her wisdom, revelation, and knowledge. And we know that you must have gleaned something valuable from today. She helps me every time I have a conversation with her to want to be better and more intentional with my finances and with my daily disciplines. Uh, I appreciate all of all that she adds to my life. And so we are thankful that we get to share a little bit of Sarah with you. Um, Thank you for joining us on this episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, Uh, rate us, give us five stars and say something kind about us. Share this with a girlfriend, share this with a friend, share this with somebody who has, um, maybe some, some desires about launching a business on their own. Maybe somebody that has, uh, interest in, in bettering themselves financially. There's so much wisdom in this one episode. So thank you again for joining us and being part of this journey. We love you so much.